0: And welcome to another episode of From the Low level. level. I'm your host, Moshi.
1: And I'm Patrizio Moshi. I may say the wrong thing, but my intentions are always right.
0: It's like I know who would say that. Is that like Teresa or Alexia or Ramona?
1: it's your favourite anti-racist Ramona singer. Yeah, I
0: was like, it's, well, you know, my favourite (laughs) anti-racist. The way, like, you know, like the distance from seeing Ramona, it's, like, very much like an abusive relationship. Like, I miss her (laughs) and I know I shouldn't.
1: No, it's not okay. We shouldn't, none of us should miss Ramona. But you think you do, true. but you do
0: It's so hard because we were together for so long.
1: I mean, it's kind of like when you are married for 20 years, you got to remember that the first 19 years of it were probably really happy times. And then it's just the last year of the divorce that's the worst part.
0: Look. If I'm honest, I never liked her. Like, she was never the character on the show that I gravitated to. But I do miss watching her antics. Like, I I miss watching her shit herself, like, or shit on the floor. I miss her yelling at people. I miss her, you know, just her all-around (sighs) ditziness.
1: Wow. Well, actually, we'll, we'll get into that very soon. Cause this week it's a bumper week. We have got bumper. so much to discuss. Like the 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 word on the street alone, Moshi. It's okay. been the reveals. The the I just I don't I don't have words. I have no words.
0: It's like after a drought, we are getting a flood.
1: Of, yes, exactly. Like, are you what you wish for, Moshi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of out the Dark. It just felt appropriate. The way that I'm Ramona, you know how Ramona is like so horny all the time and then it's like <laughs> Leo's like my vagina and she's like, oh, oh my God, has to like <laughs> the set, like literally me (laughs)
0: wow the way I'm so glad that you acknowledge that you are like Ramona and I didn't have to call it out um (laughs) before we get ourselves into any more trouble let's get into the word on the street and see what H and on madness uh we can derive from it
1: all right Moshi like like I said huge week the fashion reveals I want to go through first oh okay First of all, we had the Potomac reunion looks drop. Okay. The theme is blue. I'm going to just like name the housewife and we're going to like hot or not it.
0: Well, before we do that, can I just say one thing about Potomac that I love in terms of consistency is that I think, to be honest, it's probably only them and Atlanta that I think get the theme right every reunion and I think they do that they get it right because they just choose a color whereas Mm -hmm. I don't know what these other reunions (laughs) what the themes are but you know they've been given pinks golds chartreuse they got blue and they delivered so I just want to start off with the you know tens 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 across the board for actually all nailing the brief it was cohesive
1: I also just want to, like, while we're talking about it, it, and it's it occurred to me in Salt Lake City and also looking at the Potomac reunion as well, um, I'm just really glad that they're getting, like, proper couches now where they don't all have to sit on top of each other anymore. Like, I feel like they actually have, like, room now.
0: Yeah, because people believe the pandemic is over.
1: Yeah, but even just, like, pre pre-pandemic, it would have been all, like a three seater couch for four women you know what I mean
0: oh okay so you mean like yeah well the budgets honey the budgets are better
1: okay let's go, let's go through these ladies um Mia
0: um, I mean it's nice for what it is
1: I I'll echo that sentiment Robin
0: who I
1: yeah a bit of a letdown
0: she's playing it safe.
1: It's a, it's a no from me.
0: And you know what else I'm going to say it's a no for me on hers? She's not really giving leg. All the other women are giving leg. I want leg. I want thigh. I want legs and hips and body. Arty. I'm not getting it from Robin.
1: Um. Yeah, not a fan of the blue either. Um. Oh, Candace.
0: I mean, tens, tens, tens across the board.
1: Nailed it. I... It's tens on like the design, like the, like the, the thought process, but it's like an eight on execution for me.
0: What part of the execution are you not enjoying?
1: I feel like the undergarment should have been a blue rather than a white. And I, cause I just, I feel like. The, or there should be more feathers it's meant
0: to be, it's meant, I think there should be more feathers So I I do think that it's lacking some feathers Because it's meant to be nude illusion underneath So it's not intentionally white It's just that that is like their concept of a nude illusion under it What you don't realise is that that's also like what Mia has But, you know, colorism. Um,
1: Karen Huger
0: I love that she's gone blonder. She does look younger, but it's probably about a six from me, six and a half. There's just something about it. It's not right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, the thing with Karen is I feel like she never, like, brings us, like, the hawk to it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: Maybe she has in the past. The, the reunion where we uh, crucified Jamal Bryant, um, Monique's last reunion, Karen, oh, that outfit was phenomenal
1: yeah it's 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 okay it's okay How oh, Giselle oh.
0: I know the internet is like Giselle would wear anything and we would rip her to shreds but I'm gonna be really honest I am over the fake balance like number one Bal- Balenciaga is blacklisted so number two I'm over this whole like unitard look that they made really famous particularly in the blue we've just seen it too much um I don't think it fits her properly like I'm looking where that slit is that slit should be higher it should be more form-fitting the diamonds should actually cover more of the breastises I, I understand what she was going for but for me it just misses the mark and so I'm giving her a four and a half
1: yeah. I, I think like she should have just done the Balenciaga and just left off all the diamonds. The diamonds. It, yeah. yeah. It either had to be more or none at all.
0: None at all. I agree. Uh, what do you think um,
1: of Ashley?
0: Um, I, I, I like her hair. Um, what can I say? Look, I am here for Ashley showing that body because that's actually what's on display here. It's not about the clothes. She wanted us to see the body. So she gets a six and a half million out of six and a half million for the body. I just find the dress, the proportions aren't right for me. It, it, So it's too top heavy, you know, it just doesn't, yeah. So I'm not feeling it.
1: I think she looks a lot older than what she actually is with that wig.
0: Potentially. Well, I was curious. I don't necessarily know that that's a wig. I think she's cut her hair.
1: Oh, you think it's her
0: hair? I think so, just from the thickness. But, I mean, it could also be a wig. Who knows? I mean.
1: What do you think of Wendy's? Love it. Okay, so I was really, like, I I was concerned that we would, like, not agree on
0: this. I don't like the, so the bustier that's underneath, I would have preferred if that was a continuation of that same sort of silver sparkles that's at the top of her hair of her skirt. But honey is peacocking and I'm here for it.
1: I think it's fabulous. I actually I think Wendy is my best dressed.
0: Yeah. I mean you can't go wrong when you're that kind of chocolate. Like she looks phenomenal.
1: Ooh. Um Charisse and uh Jacqueline, what did you think of their looks first? I think on.
0: Jacqueline he could wear a plastic bag and look hot. Um I'm happy for Shasha. She brought it, but, you know, meh.
1: Shasha, like, the internet was raining her for that weird, like, hairpiece, that head, like, that, like, jewellery headpiece thing.
0: Look, she did what she thought she had to do. She was trying to be the grand dame, and unfortunately, yeah, it, it didn't go through. I just want to just point out um, Candace's hair is, like, I'm seeing the full fantasy with that hair like Jessica Rabbit it's giving
1: mm, okay well let's move in a completely different direction now Miami
0: oh
1: um that we got two things dropped this week so like no sooner had we like released the podcast last week <laughs> did the seating chart drop we had a bit of a, a bit of a speculation on this last uh, last week um, Lisa and Nicole taking the the key seats on the reunion stage. Um, any surprises there in terms of the seating chart, Moshi? Sorry.
0: Any surprises? I was very distracted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the seating chart. Yes. Shook. I mean, it's. I'm very shocked about Alexia's placement and according to the internet, so is Alexia. So, you know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I kind of like, look, I think it's understandable, but yes, it is surprising. But like last year, Julia got the front seat. So I think like Miami is going to keep delivering these random seating
0: charts. I think it is, but okay. So here's something that I just wanted to ask you. I think that the shows don't end at the reunion and like we know this because there's always so much drama that happens off the show but I think that the producers are producing like with Miami anyway right up until the end like we learned today like Andy posted today because everybody's waiting for the Real Housewives of Orange County uh, trailer to drop and Andy's like I don't control it Bravo TV does so that's the the people, the casting that are the producers, all that shit. I think it's the same as the reunion. I think Nicole is there next to Andy to incite violence with Larsa and Alexia, like to let them know there is a new HBIC because this is going to fuel next season because – these women do not forgive if these are all grudge holders. So I'm excited for this.
1: Ooh, um, and then the looks, Moshi, the Thank looks you. got revealed. So the theme was meant to be James Bond. Apparently that's what Gertie put on her Instagram. And, um, Let's go through these ladies as well. Um, Do you have, just to start us off, do you have a best dress? Do you have a favourite of the group? Kiki. So I love Kiki's look, but I feel like she failed the assignment for me.
0: No, she didn't, But and I'll tell you why in a sec, but tell me who your favourite look is.
1: I would have to say I think it's Gertie
0: only because she's basically wearing chains. Like, she's literally not wearing an outfit. You can just see booby. That's why you're happy.
1: Well, but you know what? Like, I feel like I just didn't expect it from Gertie. And, like, you know, it's just completely amazing. I think it is, honestly, we've never seen it before and fantastic. I
0: Okay, I'm happy for you. Um, (laughs) um, No, because if if the theme is like James Bond, they're dressed as Bond girls. And actually, I would say that they all understood the assignment. They all just interpreted it differently. Kiki is giving Bond girl like right down to that hair. And here is why I'm an expert on Bond girls. (laughs) Did you know that up until... Like 12 months ago, I had never watched a James Bond film in my entire life. Oh, and you know what happened? I proceeded to basically watch them all. So they are very fresh in my mind when it comes to a Bond girl. Like I think they all understood the assignment. Does that mean that, oh, actually, you know who hasn't? Lisa Hochstein. Mm. And I mean, Marisol is maybe giving like a sexy M not a bond girl. Um, and I think Nicole failed.
1: So my, my only thing that Kiki is like clearly all of the women are wearing like silver or white or black. Like, I, I just wonder like if that was also part of the, the assignment because she's the only one in red. Oh, I love it. I love the outfit. I love her look. I think it's fantastic. I'm just kind of like, when you look at the other women, I'm kind of like, what's going on
0: here? Yeah. Look, so is it cohesive? No, but I actually think all of their looks aren't cohesive and not just because of the the colour thing. And this is why, like, the, the way Potomac is cohesive is everybody's not just wearing blue, they're all wearing gowns, okay? This is the thing that always frustrates me as well when I watch Beverly Hills. We don't get gowns from everyone. We get dresses, we get cocktail. We get, Like, everybody is at a different event. Like Nicole is wearing something like obviously super fashionable. It's probably couture, it's, you know, custom, whatever. But she's going to a completely, she's just going to dinner. She's not going to the casino with James Bond on her arm. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And that's what, that's why for me, all of them, they don't work because they're all trying to outdo each other, trying to outshine each other they're not coming in as a group and then like look at alexia she took it like almost too seriously she's like i don't want to wear a tuxedo but i want to wear the colors and i also want to wear bling and it's it's wrong
1: i so on the on the other women as well so like lisa i feel like it should have been complete nude illusion or like or it should have been more covered up i just don't like the the like the black sort of like you know With
0: yeah, like a corset with some lace covered and those gloves. And, I mean, she's beautiful, but it just doesn't work.
1: Like, I think she should have done the full nude thing. Like, she should have just been in lace and that's it. Like, she looks great. She actually looks a little too thin, to be honest. Yes, like
0: definitely too thin, but that's... Uh, you, you know, really but if
1: you're going to do the damn thing, do the damn thing. And Larsa, I feel like I've seen Larsa in that dress, like, 10 times before. Like, I'm not but interested.
0: this is the thing. She's wearing... <sighs> Look, I know that dress is very expensive, but the nude illusion in between the boobies cheapens it. And there is, for me, there is something missing. But does it give Bond Girl? 100% yes. Her makeup, her hair, everything else is flawless. I mean, they all look amazing. They just don't all look, to me, like they're at the same event. Like Julia looks phenomenal, but she's giving I Dream of Jeannie, you know, the gold edit. Um... Look, I think Gertie's is phenomenal. It's giving Josephine Baker, I love it actually. I love, yeah, it's just, it's, in, it's not cohesive for me. And so for me, it's, I, I can't even judge them. I'm just not happy. They're not giving me what I want. Wow.
1: Yeah, well, this is breaking news, everyone. Well, she is the only person on the internet right now who says she's unhappy with the Miami reunion looks.
0: I'm happy to, I'm, I'm happy to die on that hill. My God, Moshi! Like, can I get cancelled? People can cancel me. Did you see to get cancelled for like being <laughs> so like? You should be thanking me.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, wow, Moshi.
0: I just—they're not all. I'm sick and tired of housewives showing up for this reunion and all—all all going to a different event.
1: Oh my. Okay.
0: Like, get their shit together. I'm angry and passionate about this.
1: And what, well, as our resident fashion guru, you should be? 100%.
0: I'm fuming.
1: Okay. Well, let's look. That's, that's it for the fashions right now. Let's talk about the other thing that dropped this week, which was the New Jersey taglines. Moshi, um, I think that these are some of the strongest taglines <laughs> in a long time.
0: And do you know why that is? Why is that? These women hire, they've hired the right writers to write their taglines. Like, I'm 100% sure, like, Pet Shop Boy or someone has gone in there and written half of these taglines. Like, I'm telling you the truth.
1: Like, they're fantastic. Um, Moshi, do you have any, like, standouts in the group?
0: I'm a loyal friend and a lethal enemy only because that's Margaret Joseph's. I identify with it.
1: Uh, see, it's interesting. See, like this is the, this is, as you are the fashion guru, I am the Taiwan guru because to me that was like one of the worst ones. I was like, you're Margaret Josephs and you're coming out with that. Like, come on, ladies, step yeah. up your face.
0: She's implying that she could kill someone. Like it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, look, I will fully put my hand up that I am not the, I am not a tagline girl. I'm not a tagline girly. Never have been, never will be. That is where you are the maestro. So talk to me. Which is the best one? Oh, Is it going to be paybacks a bitch so start barking? Because I also, I do like that one. But I'd like it more if it actually had a wolf in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't need a wolf. It needs like Jennifer Aiden like frothing at the mouth and kind of going like. (laughs)
0: That's what. Okay, that's that's unhinged, but I like. But that,
1: that, that's what it needs, you know. It needs like paybacks of bitch to start barking and just like, rah!
0: yeah, that's what I want. I want that.
1: <laughs> uh, there's probably an edit out there somewhere of her doing it. Like, I'm sure. No, that's fantastic. Look, I I hate I hate to say phrases is obviously fantastic as well. Like, blood may be thicker than water, but it's harder to clean when it spills. It's giving me like mafia it's giving me like family new jersey like and it's it's very telling right like you know I I actually love it as a concept I've never really heard of that before (laughs) but like
0: I actually love it as a concept (laughs) yes not a concept
1: um I kind of also like Melissa's I like
0: Melissa's as well but I didn't want to say it
1: I know none of us did, but, like, it kind of, like, was at least something different for her. Like, she kind of always had these, like, fluffy, like, taglines about being from New Jersey. Um,
0: What do you think it means that she's first and Teresa's last? Like, is there something to the order of things?
1: There always is, um, but I think it's always um, Melissa first and Teresa last if you look back on previous seasons. My one was more Margaret Joseph's in the middle. Um, I was kind of a bit like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like maybe she'd like being like right before Teresa kind of thing. Um, like, but Jennifer Aiden got that spot. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's all very curious. I just... Yeah, I don't know what's happening with Margaret this season. I feel like this is going to be a bit of her, like, an off-season for her, kind of like one of those ones she can sit back and watch.
0: I don't know about that. Um, have you listened to Carlos King's interview with her? It's, like, one of his more yeah. recent podcasts. She said, it seemed to me like she said she was taking a, a role. This Like, she, she's in it. But who knows?
1: Um, yeah, and then the other ones look—they're all like the two newbies. Kind of give very like you know standard housewife kind of lines.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, Dolores has taken on the jersey, the jersey this season by talking about being a Jersey girl. Has the luck of the Irish because the new man is an Irishman.
0: I was trying to see if you got that.
1: Yes, and that no reference. Not a pot of gold. I mean, he must be a leprechaun.
0: He's huge. Well, I mean, let's not stereotype leprechauns, young. Yeah. <laughs> A leprechaun, by definition, is small. But I think what she's talking about, nobody's screwing are with her. Are we allowed to oh, still say that anymore? <laughs> leprechauns? You said it. They're not real, could you about? Well, she, they The are
1: erasure. Are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's getting cancelled. The leprechaun erasure. <laughs> we've hit an all-time low if that's an inclusive podcast but I mean I she's doing a double entendre she's like nobody's screwing with my pot of gold like I think she's talking about not just obviously him being Irish but I think like you know you know the women are gonna climb (laughs) him in
1: okay well look New Jersey is like airing next week crazy times
0: Cannot wait
1: all right let's just get into some other little quick word on the street um we found out this week that nina ali is out from real housewives of dubai um not even an in memoriam to be honest it's kind of like yeah. a at the door here, yeah
0: <laughs> from he who loves an in memoriam you're basically like bye, bitch
1: yeah, I think the timing is interesting. Apparently, they're meant to start filming the new season of Dubai in the next two weeks. So, um, I don't know. I wonder if that means that we'll get any more exits or that's the only one.
0: I think Sarah's not coming back.
1: I think they're going to have to keep her because I, I think there's an employment requirement oh, in the UAE. It has to be an and I don't think a lot of Emirati women are going to want to be on Real Housewives of Dubai.
0: Well, we'll wait and see, won't we?
1: Um, Beverly Hills, Tom Girardi has been finally indicted on 12 counts of wire fraud in the, the Lion Air crash.
0: Sandra. Yeah, it's finally being charged. They've finally gotten, all like in Los Angeles, they finally got all their ducks in a row to actually charge him. It's happening. This is the big one. This is what everything has been leading up to. But we've all moved on, I feel. I know we have, but this is this is going to be interesting because so speaking of timing being interesting, if we thought Erica was about to be like axed or leave or demoted, this is exactly what Erica needs to leverage being on the show again because this is the big one where all of her mess, like if there's any, like she, she hasn't been charged yet, but if she's been subpoenaed, if she, I mean, I don't know, they never really let husbands and like a wife testify against her husband, but this is it. Like after this case is done, like the whole thing is done and we can't talk about it anymore. So this is her chance to, I know we are over it, but this is her chance for closure. So it could be really interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just feel like... I know. She, I mean, she gets another season purely from the fact that we can't keep hi- firing housewives off Beverly Hills for the upcoming season. You know, we've already got rid of Diana. We've got rid of Lisa Rinna now. We can't really play with anyone else in the group. course, yes, they can. I mean, you say that...
0: Last week you did a whole episode about how the franchises have turned to shit and things oh. need to be shook up. Patrizio, maybe they're listening.
1: Oh, my God. Well, if they're listening, I have something to say on the
0: following.
1: <laughs> Here we go. It was recorded this week and it was at page six, so we know, Moshi, that it is legitimate that they have pulled the pin on Real Houses of New York legacy.
0: Have you read like? Have you been reading all the follow-ups
1: on that? Wow, well, I mean, there was there's so much. They got Luann. They got a photo of Luann reading the page six article, looking depressed. They've had Ramona, Dorinda, and Luann were out on the town together. I just, what else has been followed up? Oh, okay. any of it all.
0: So the word on the street, Patrizio. Is that the legacy um cast members are the ones who um instigated that rumor. So they're the ones that told page six that there is uh that there's a chance that legacy, that they're losing interest in legacy because of contract negotiations, right? So the word on the street is that like Luann, Ramona, and Dorinda are the ones who um they're they're doing their own thing. And it's because they're trying to. They were hoping that it would cause so much outrage that it would drive how much they get paid up. So they're wanting to be paid something like $1 million per episode. And Peacock is not having it. And then the other half of that is that that there are rumors saying that Jill Zarin was the one holding up contract negotiations. But then somebody else said, Jill doesn't need the money. She would do it at, you know, with the smell of an oily rag because she's so desperate to be on the show. And I was like, actually, that actually checks out.
1: Literally, Jill would pay them. Like, Yes,
0: no, no, that's exactly it. Like if everybody wants a million an episode, Jill will pay it. So I thought Um, that was interesting.
1: Look, so I think I, I can, now that I've heard that, I'm like interesting, right, because I feel like, Um, they pulled the pin if, if we just take it at face value. So they've said that they're pulling the pin on it because of contract negotiations. And then I, I saw these women kind of, you know, doing the PR stunts afterwards to try and test the waters a little bit. I did see that happening and I think it has completely backfired on them. I don't think anyone is interested. I think people have moved on with their lives. I think that Um, You know, like they're now bringing Ramona into the mix as well And I'm like, that was the whole point Like we're not doing the show anymore as it was because of Ramona So like, why would we want her back? Like, it's never going to happen
0: But Andy also said that not to believe
1: everything we read but again, coming back to what you were saying earlier, right? It's not up to Andy. It's up to Bravo TV, right? And like I'm sure Andy would love to have Ramona back on the show. Like, I don't think it's up to him though. Like I think this is beyond Andy Cohen at this point. Um, and for him to come out and say that and just like, eh, whatever, like it means nothing to me. Um, yeah, I just look. Dorinda, like, I'm done with her. Ramona is obviously cancelled. Like Sonia and Luann have got their show coming out soon. Is and like,
0: Where is that? I want that show. Yeah.
1: And, like, that'll be fantastic. And I feel like that's going to, I think that's going to give us what we need. Um, I just don't think that, like, who, like, do I want to see Kelly Ben Simone on TV anymore? Like, no. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I mean, well, we just got to watch this space.
1: Um, but let's just close this out this week. We also found out, um, speaking of Returning Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip 4 was filming in Morocco and Caroline Manzo and Brandy both left the trip early under, under some circumstances. Um, initially, we thought that they had got into a huge fight and then it came out that Brandy was non-consensually kissing Caroline Manzo, so Brandy got told to leave, but in the meantime, Caroline decided on her own accord that she was done and she was going to be leaving. Um, I mean, I feel like this is the end of Brandy for Housewives. I think like this was already like she got her second chance kind of thing. Like she was great on number two. They brought her back for number four. And if she had any hopes of returning to Beverly Hills, I feel like it's done and dusted at this point.
0: Yeah, I disagree. This woman, Brandy, has done so many horrible things. They love her. She will be back.
1: I don't, but uh, I just, I, punished.
0: Feel like- I think she'll get punished, but she will be back. What is Bravo HR? Like, what is it? It's
1: inconsistent. <laughs> That's what it is. Nothing. <laughs> Well, if we're bringing back Brandy after her sexually assaulting Caroline Manzo, then we may as well bring back Ramona. Can't wait to see her on New York Legacy.
0: I'm not saying she's not going to be there. I think she will be. <laughs> Bravo has no scruples. Come on, you know this. Thank God.
1: It's just I can't. Brandy, just I'm not. I'm not not I here for not a fan. Not anymore. No.
0: She's an acquired taste. If you don't like her, acquire some taste. <laughs> hey, Ramona. I
1: thought
0: that's what we were all doing today, just Ramona. Oh, seeing her. The hold, the way this woman has, Ramona has like a choke hold on me.
1: Yeah, it's bloody turtle time. Next we'll be asking for a <laughs> Pinot Like.
0: Do you know that I drink, like that's my drink of, like my wine of choice now, Pinot Grigio.
1: I believe it. I've seen the Ramona Bean and in your house.
0: (laughs) I've tried to get it, but it's all, I understand what turtle time is. Let's just say.
1: And there's the mess. All right, Moshi, that's enough word on the street. Let's get into the Is it enough?
0: It's enough.
1: (laughs) I've had enough. Um, We're talking Real Housewives of Potomac. We're talking Salt Lake City, the reunion, and we're going to talk my Amy, last week's episode. Um, so let's get into this week's episode of Potomac. It's episode 16 of season seven.
0: So what I want to do first, before we dig into it, is I want to just sort of lightly recap last week's pod, because, you know, we started to talk about Potomac and it very much became like Patrizio versus Potomac. Like, you were just not happy with the state of the union of housewives in general and Potomac in particular. I think because, you know, we had such quite high hopes for them. Um, we've put them on that pedestal and they'd been earning it up until a certain point, but they were really disappointing. And it was very interesting for me to watch this week's episode and the subsequent fallout from that episode with. Your predictions, if you will, in mind, your Nostradamus, you're seeing through the mess of it all. Um, So I just want to, you know, because very rare that I acknowledge you and praise you for something good on this podcast, I'm usually tearing you down. (laughs) So I just want it on the record that you're right.
1: I was vindicated this Mm, way. You
0: really were.
1: The way I almost used your your government name right now when I said that. Um I wanted to use the full can
0: I, can I tell you though, the gag is that's not my government name.
1: Oh oh no, I was gonna use the government name. But um oh I just this is the problem with the show, right? Is that there's this like double standard and there's this, I think it's truly become, although I love to see them just completely airing each other's dirty laundry at this point, like, you know, Robin's like Karen's sleeping with blue eyes. Karen's like Robin's got a woman that looks like me on the side. Like they're all just like happy to get into it, which is like, So messy. I love it. But at the same time, it's sort of like I'm done with the deflecting and the sort of like all of this sort of, you know, bullshit to try and like stop their own truths from coming out. And that there are people on the show like Candace who are giving us actual authentic storyline. And then there are other women who are, and then there are, and then not only are there some women hiding everything, there are others that are aiding those women to do it as well. Giselle. Aiding Brock.
0: And abetting. I think though you bring up a really interesting point, which is that a lot of the conflict that these women have season after season is always about somebody cheating on somebody. Um, until Monique and Candace had that fight. But then, you know, there was that whole thing about Chris not being her baby's father as well. Like these women are constantly accusing each other's husbands of cheating. And I mean, Jamal Bryant, we know what we know about him. Michael Darby, yes, it was all proven to be true. Um, when it comes to Karen and Ray, we've still not seen the evidence. When it comes to Chris Bassett, he seems to have been falsely accused um, as well. And, you know, smiling Eddie, he's laughing all the way to the bank. He's also not been proven in he's not been proven guilty. But um, this week somebody was proven guilty. I'm gonna allow you to do the honors.
1: I am so glad that Juan Dixon is not here right <laughs> because it is him it is he who like and this is the thing like last week when we spoke about that phone call that robin makes to juan and juan is like this is why i hate the show now we know why because it's interesting to me because i think like robin on one hand is kind of doing this like um you know look, I'm going to call Juan and he's going to deny it all. And therefore like it didn't happen kind of thing. So she's using it on one hand, but then I think she's also using it as a, well, guess what Juan, it's out there now. So like you better fucking watch it back and give me what I want in terms of a prenup and all the rest of it. Right. Like I think it's like kind of like two sided there. Um, But yeah, as we found out, like, because the TikTok of it all, that, Juan was seeing some woman or speaking or texting with some woman during like the COVID lockdowns. They never met, like, and but there had been emotionally cheating, I guess, right? But then Robin knew about it all. And then anyway, it came out on the podcast, on their podcast, Reasonably Shady. And then there was the, the Patreon edit where you pay the monies and you get the actual tea, which. Jen Shah, if you're listening, it's what you should have done. You should have had the Patreon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, rather than asking for people's emails and stuff. I think the the other side of this is obviously Giselle's aiding and abetting of this, especially when in last week's episode she or the previous week's episode she was she she talks about how happy she is to spread rumors, like she literally basks in spreading rumors. She had heard, you know, Ashley made talk some crap about Mia and Wendy. Like there's no evidence of it. It's just a weird little story. And she's more than happy to tell everyone. She told us she was going to tell everyone. And I think this is something that you've highlighted before. So, you know, one of the themes is this thing around uh, p- men cheating on the show but the other side of it is weaponizing um homosexuality and whenever there is anything that could be um seen as gay as in you know it's same sex related they love to weaponize it they love to spread it like they need to grow the fuck up
1: i honestly think that this whole exercise that Giselle and uh, and um, Robin have now gone through is one just a really bad example of what to do as a housewife but two like I think it's like the end of like their careers right because not only has like Robin chosen not to bring it up on the show she's now like monetizing it off the show show. right because they've filmed a reunion so we've like the season is completely wrapped as we know it and i think giselle will get punished for this as well because giselle's known the whole time let's be real and she has then like if you listen to like
0: produce like she didn't bring it up the same way she would bring it up if it was somebody else
1: no and like if you listen to the podcast she's kind of like You can tell, like, she. I mean, obviously, like, they talked about it before recording as well, but she kind of just was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm like,
0: she said I knew about it and I wasn't going to say anything.
1: It's just, I don't know. So, anyway, the word on the street is Moshi that Robin was on a pre recorded Watch What Happens Live this week, and Andy off camera said to Robin that she was fired.
0: I love that. I hope it's true. But, I mean, for so here's the thing, though. If this was just one thing that Robin had done in terms of, like, not being the right kind of house, like not showing up for work, but it's not, she has managed to get away with kind of, you know, either being the voice of reason or just being... Like Giselle's, uh, like just being a green eyed bandit, like that's what she's, that's, that's all she's sort of ridden off those kind of coattails and her just her ability to step in and fight. Like she just likes to get confrontational. But like she, she has kind of broken the cardinal rules. And I was thinking about the cardinal rules of being a housewife in terms of like what you were saying last week. And I think because we are entering an era where, the housewife trope is played out now. Like Housewives has been on the air for like 15, 16 years or whatever it is, the very first, you know, OC housewife. And when it first started, we had like a really specific type of woman, and we've talked about this a lot, that it was meant to represent, right? And it's it's all based off, you know, Desperate Housewives, the the TV show, the OC, all of that stuff. But the world has changed And that isn't a housewife anymore. And I am thinking back to the clip of Nene Leakes this week uh, when she was on the Breakfast Club radio show and she threw shade and basically said that none of the new housewives are stars. And I know Nene was throwing shade, but, like, she's telling the truth. Like, that, those women who... You know, became something different off the back of this show that doesn't really exist anymore. I think Giselle and Karen are kind of like the last of that, you know, in a sense. But at the, like, in terms of being personalities, having X factor, having it factor, just like being a little bit different. I think maybe even Maryam Cosby, if I'm honest with you, just because she's so quirky and different and original. And I think that's a huge thing it's original, originality. But when you have people who are trying to be housewives by numbers and then they break the cardinal rules of not actually showing up, showing their life, take, doing a, basically having side hustles that cross over with the show too much, it's done.
1: On Nene saying that, like I feel like the, to be a star on Housewives, to me, it kind of what I see it as is like it's kind of like Nene, right? Who started out on Housewives and then she got the opportunities. Like she was on Glee, she got onto like Broadway. Like she was able to expand her career into sort of like main, more mainstream, sort of like you know, film and theater and all the rest of it, right? And there's not that many housewives that have built a career, I think, of um, housewives. Yes, sure, there's the side hustles and there's the products and all the rest of it. But, like, truly, there's no real, like, stardom, I don't think, that's come out of it. Because to me, though, a star has to be somebody who is, who transcends, like, the Bravo universe, right? Like, my mum should be able to say, Oh, you know and and in that case, in fact, I actually don't know whether Nini leaks even fits into that like if it has to pass the mum test like if my mum doesn't know who they are, like are they a star? you know what I mean like
0: but no, and I agree with you. I think transcends and the star te- the mum test is a perfect example, but like I don't necessarily know if it has to be the mum test, but I think just in terms of popular culture, like if I say Nini, like you know you have to know exactly who I'm talking about. If I say Bethany, like it needs to be Bethany Frankel. Like if I say a name, like you need to know exactly who I'm talking about. And you need to be able to know who it is without ever having seen a show. Um and I'm
1: using did, the gif. Like if you've used yeah. the gif but you've never actually watched Housewife. Correct. Like it's the Teresa flipping the table. It's like the Nini laughing gifts always like do the rounds. Correct.
0: Like- but I, I do think that we, because there's so many people, like we've, we've had a chance to watch this show for so many years. Like I think about it like it's quite funny. I am at an age now where I am the acceptable age to be a housewife, right? Like mm. I'm the exact same age as Crystal and I'm like, no, that that's not how it should be. Like I should not be marrying up with the housewives. It really is time for the franchise to look, and especially because I look at what a housewife is now in terms of my generation, which is the generation that a lot of, is is the age of some of these women were when they started being on the show. And it is time for like the millennial housewives, right? Or the Gen Z housewives. Like there needs to be a shift. And because of that, I am like, starting to get excited for the Roni reboot because I'm like this could be kind of what we need. It needs to be people who perhaps are like already influencers because then they're not going to be, that already have like some sort of limelight, they're already known because then they're not going to be trying to become a star by pulling stunts, if that makes any sense. The idea is that their world should already be so interesting and so far removed from so many other people that we are getting a glimpse behind the curtain into something that we don't have access to.
1: Yes, and and it, by bringing it back to Potomac, it's like the same thing we've been saying all season about Mia. Like she read the she read the yeah. manual on how to be a housewife, and she's pulling the stunts and she's doing the things, and like yeah, sure, like it's housewife behavior, but it's actually not interesting or genuine or like yeah memorable right it's not
0: memorable yeah and i listening to the bitch sesh podcast i think daniel schneider made a really great point which is that a lot of these newer franchises these women even though they are like super rich they feel too accessible and we don't want that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah right like hmm
0: There needs to be an an element of otherworldliness. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I want to believe that, like, Potomac is on a different planet. Like, when we watch The Real Housewives of Melbourne, us being from Melbourne, when I watch, like, the original Lydia, Gina, like, even though they were shooting, you know, around the corner from you or whatever now, to me, they were on another planet. Yes. And, And that's what we don't get.
1: Um I just want to talk just briefly about also this week. Um I think that MVP potentially this season is Ashley. Um because I feel like she's doing she's doing the lords work here cuz she is really truly like dropping in for 5 minutes and just like moving storylines. Dibby
0: dobba, I'm done. Oh, okay. She's <laughs> just like For those who don't know what a dibby dobber is, it's the Aussie way of saying a tattletale
1: the snitch
0: the snitch she's a fucking rat not a rat <laughs> you know what happens just to rats stitches. boshy snitches get stitches she needs to get <gasps> whacked no i'm kidding oh my god <laughs> we're gonna whack her
1: i like when whacked is like to murder someone but also like you can be whacked when you're like so drunk <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i actually adore ashley i've always been an ashley fan But my thing is that she is dropping these tidbits in, like, you know, she's going to Karen, getting something, and then taking it to the bandits. So for me, it's who she's giving that information to that I don't like.
1: interesting. Well, I guess because, you know, at the end of the day, she wants to be them, right? She wants to be in the clique. That's the problem with this show. Everyone's trying to be friends with Giselle and Robin and, like, why?
0: The thing that Ashley doesn't realize is that if her and Candace, that it could be them. They could be running this show. They are the future of that franchise. <sighs> oh, can we talk about Robin's Bachelorette party just real quickly?
1: What which part? I didn't I wasn't invited, so I didn't watch.
0: I literally like zoned out. Like it was like fun for two seconds, but um I just want to say, like, Charisse spread, like, dropping more bombs about Karen. You know, when you can just tell that something is a lie? Like, it's just pulled straight out of her ass. Like, she's so drunk. She's embellishing. Like, the story was like, it started off as like A, and she's just t- talking, like, telling everybody Z or Z, like, after it's gone through so many iterations of whispering. Like, she fully made that up.
1: You think so?
0: Yes. It, it's just, the, you know, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about the way she, she just blurted out. It's like she's just been a bitch, like, for the fun of it. She's just talking shit. I
1: unfortunately want to believe it. Yes,
0: it's not unfortunate. I know you want to believe it. That's why I so vehemently know that it's, it's a lie.
1: The thing is, though, that... There is something about Karen which truly does say just like drunk girl bangs guys in toilets at the club and then goes home to write. Like I just, I can see that for her.
0: Nah. I Like I do believe that, you know, Karen loves to get herself a little tipsy because who doesn't? But trust me, when you're that drunk, you don't like, I can see her like maybe daddy dancing on a guy, but she's definitely not getting her back blown out in a nightclub bathroom. Like, no. Maybe. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something else? The girls who like talk, who spread those kind of rumours, jealous because they want to be getting their backs blown out. There's a fact.
1: I was going to say something, but it's too odd. No,
0: say it. Say it.
1: Don't we all? Don't we all,
0: (laughs) No, but like, it's so like that the way it's coming off, it's coming off as look at you all just being desperate and single and jealous that Karen can go to the club and get her back blown out. Like, go Karen. I mean, if she is good for her, you know, I don't kink shame.
1: I think the one thing that did come out in this episode, which I don't, I think we've spoken about, but I don't think they have spoken about it, is that Mia was kind of like, you know, G was talking about how the older man with the younger wife kind of gets to a point where they can't, you know, raise the bridge anymore. So <laughs> they say to the younger wife, go out, be free, have fun, we'll cuddle when you get back. I was kind of like, now he said it.
0: Look, I, I mean, I think that's a sweeping generalization, especially in an age where there is so much, so many options to help you raise the bridge. I just don't think it's an. I just don't think it's a reason. But at the same time, like people can just be over it. Like if that's their arrangement, okay, good for them. I just think Ladam is classier than that. I think that like if that's what it is, I think then she would actually have a proper FB, and she's doing it. Not at the club. She's Ladam needs to be loved on. Okay.
1: No, but that's not what it's she gets loved on by Ray. She it's, doesn't. The, <laughs> the FB is the one that's like giving it to her dirty. He's like yeah, it's not he, he sexed her and then like picks her up and does her in the alleyway. Like no, no. And I think she loves it. She loves the public sex. I'll put money on it.
0: You don't you don't have that kind of money
1: she but she's a narcissist she likes to be on they're
0: the narcissist. I know but that's what I'm saying The that's the kind of girl
1: that likes having sex in public that's and not be,
0: <laughs> that that is a lie right you know nothing about that kind of girl the real narcissist is these haters who be hating
1: they're all haters I mean look Goodbye, Robin, I think. I'm happy to call it at this point. I think, you know what, she could have probably survived another season, even with this bullshit wedding that occurred after the season wrapped. But I think truly now, by by doing this whole Patreon stunt, I think she has truly cemented her demotion, if not, like, complete, like, firing off the show.
0: Yeah. You know who's going to be happy?
1: Karen Huger. One.
0: Juan.
1: i mean juan's probably the one that leaked it to the tiktok like he's like how do i get how
0: do i get off the show (laughs) yep 100
1: um and that was the other thing that like you know this this woman that he was like dating or speaking to or whatever it was i think she had probably made an attempt to contact every single house yeah
0: they all knew robin knew
1: yeah it was going to come out eventually.
0: Robin was waiting for come to come out, but she knew. That's why she knew exactly what she was going to do. She was always going to play the victim and just like you said, put it all on one to to deny. But he never denied. He just was like, Robin, I hate you talking about this shit.
1: Moshi, let's take a quick break, and after the break, get back into the mess. Okay. <laughs> We're back from the break, Moshi. Hello. Into the mess.
0: Into the The mess. The other
1: mess of the week. Salt Lake City, Moshi. Thank God that's over. (laughs) First of all, I want to thank someone in production who was like, we definitely cannot allow this reunion to go for more than two parts. Um, cause if this was a three part reunion, okay. I really, truly do not know where it could possibly have gone. Um, but at the same time, Oshie, I did feel a little rushed in this part of the reunion. I felt like we were truly like getting about two seconds of air time for everyone, and it just kind of like it ended very abruptly. I don't know. I was just not, not to say that I needed a third part, but I just felt like we we really were moving through the segments.
0: But is that not a reflection of Salt Lake City itself? From from the moment of its inception, the, the way people, the way the editors literally just chopped, They just take a chunk, they put it in. Like it has no finesse to it.
1: And I feel like the focus was on all the wrong things across these two parts of the reunion as well. Like it was very heavy on the black eye of it all, to which we got no answers and we got hardly any friends of. And then I felt like the husband's, kind of were like featured throughout the this season perhaps earlier in the first half but I kind of was like also like why are you here like what value are you adding to this conversation
0: can I ask you a question though we spoke more on Heather's black eye in this and her defense because it's not an excuse it's not a reason at this point it's a defense because she she didn't tell the truth and made the issue worse but her defense was that she was so ashamed that she had gotten blackout drunk and didn't know how her eye had been injured that she you know it was Mormon shame basically that's the reason why she couldn't say what happened how do you how do you feel about her continuing to play the Mormon defense Mormon card
1: I I just had a thought then that I feel like an alcoholic in recovery would perhaps say something like that. Like, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, This, just, I mean, look, it still just doesn't, nothing checks out with this whole black eye thing. I I do want to say that perhaps she doesn't know at this point. And no, I, think
0: I, I think that she might not know, but I just think the, I think, you know, I think Lisa Barlow really called this out that like, she's just Heather this season was just so incredibly inconsistent and I mean she did apologize that she said you know looking back on her behavior throughout the season she can see that she was horrible but I actually think the Heather that we saw throughout the season is the real Heather and I think I hate to say it it we don't like who the real Heather is and that's okay
1: Yeah, she should just lean into being the villain of the show, especially now that the actual
0: villain has gone. fabulous as a villain.
1: Um, I think perhaps the thing with this whole Mormon shame thing is that, like, and I think this is also what kind of, like, Lisa Barlow was getting at there was no mention of like the book being written the whole season. And I feel like, has she like been talking about the fact that she was writing it a little bit more that perhaps would have been more of an indicator as to like her behavior. But I feel like we kind of like, it made sense, I guess when we heard that like, you know, she was sort of like rehashing a lot of like her past because she was writing the book at the same time as they were filming. And so she's processing a lot of emotions and that kind of led to her kind of inconsistent behavior. But like, why not say that like throughout the show? I don't know. I just, the whole Salt Lake City is just.
0: It's inconsistent. It's, it's not polished and this is not the women. This is the way the content is edited because I suspect Patrizio that she does talk about the book a bit more, but they just left it on the cutting room floor. Like I am over the way this show is produced and it should be done better because these are, the people who produce Salt Lake City are not noobs at producing. They produce other franchises as well. But I, I just don't understand what it is about this show in particular. Like Meredith can, uh, can go the whole season only uttering, you know, five sentences. The whole season. And then we get to the reunion and she's chatty Cathy. Like I'm like things do not add up. It's just not. It's it's weird. Show is weird.
1: Wait, I mean, where does it go from here?
0: I think we know where it goes from here. So, number one is: Do you think that that these four women will reconcile? Like, we can see, you know, Meredith and Heather playing nice at the end, and Heather—I mean, not Meredith and Heather, Meredith and um, Lisa Barlow—and you know, Heather says that she wants bad weather together, but. Bad weather together, but I think Whitney is like really done. And the fact that Whitney now has somebody to be angry at and has an angle, like she's going to lean into that. So, do we think that these four women can band together?
1: I mean, no. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, I, I think, like, if anything, what we've said over and over and over, and it just becomes more and more and more apparent is that they are all, they're all in different shows. Like, they're all focused on different things and they're not working together as an ensemble. Um, I just, like, I don't even care. Like, that, I think that's a thing. Like, will they reconcile? I don't know. Will I even care? Like, if they do or they don't? Like, and the answer is no. Like, I'm completely indifferent to all of these women, unfortunately, at this point.
0: What could make this show better?
1: It's cancellation.
0: Say they don't cancel it. Is there anybody who you think could return to the cast to make it a bit better? I know.
1: Moshi would like to allude to the fact that there is a rumor going around at the moment that. Mary M Cosby has uh, allegedly agreed to come back as a friend of because she's finally gotten over the racist behaviour of Jenny from last season because that's apparently why she couldn't come back for season three because she was still processing it all. Um, Never mind that she was also a little bit problematic herself.
0: A little bit. She's incredibly problematic. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think that has to come from you, not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. You're already problematic, Patrizia, so it's fine. I, I think here's the thing. We don't care if a housewife is, is problematic, right? It's just about the levels of problem problems that they cause and the things that they do. But because Mary is so quirky, like her just saying women and the way that camera panned... <laughs> that was cinema okay that was so iconic in that moment we felt all the feelings it was just so perfect um and i think it'll be really interesting to see what mary is like on the show without jen
1: i think my my biggest concern here is that the show is truly ready to flop. It's actually already flopped at this point, but it yeah. is like it's on life support. And so what we've tried to do now is get Mary in to revive it, right? And it's just like we, we can't even get her back. Like this, this is how dumb it is, right? Rather than do what needs to be done, which is just make her make her the a full-time housewife, fucking cast it around Miriam Cosby, right? It's like, friends. that's fine. Cast it around her. Like, th- that's how you solve the problems. But instead we're doing this thing where we're, like, kind of, like, bringing her in as a friend of, so she can, like, tap out whenever she wants. So yeah. There's really, you know, and it's sort of, like, for what? Just so that, like, he- um, Whitney can, like, have another person to, like, talk stupid shit with and, like, Meredith to have a reason to, like, still be in the show. Like, it's just... It's, it's like, uh, I just, I can't, I can't even like begin to explain how much of a bad idea I think this is. It's, it's, it's giving desperation to me. Like there, how many women live in Salt Lake City? And we had to call back Miriam Cosby at this point. Like, yeah.
0: The other option, and it's like a two-part, and I've said this before is like to bring in the Mormon housewives. Like I want them to go fully in on the Mormon of it all and like get rid of everyone, build the show truly around Lisa Barlow with just Mormon 2.0 people? Like there needs to be a thread. Like I want them all to be people who are still practising Mormons but are bad. I want actual bad Mormons.
1: I think... That's the thing that like the, the way that we're going to have to rejuvenate housewives at this point, it's up to us, Moshi.
0: Oh, not me and you. I don't have time to yes, ask It's
1: just up to us because we're the only ones coming up with ideas at this point. Like <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day. that throw
0: everybody else under the bus.
1: Yes. I saw a tweet the other day of some moron that was like.
0: God, okay. <laughs> it's probably that was, me.
1: <laughs> that was like, I, I have an idea. New York Legacy, but it's like Ultimate Girls Trip and it's just like a seven-episode season. And I'm like, dude, that's no shit what they're going to do. And these women can't even agree on the bloody contracts. Like, (laughs) people think they have ideas and I'm like, it's already happening. So we've got something new here. But, yeah, I think... They need to just go back to basics in a way and just, like, really hone in on a community.
0: Yes.
1: Marshy, um, I hate to say it. Let's throw, like, diversity out the window. Just Yes, get
0: I'm with you. I'm get over diversity. Six,
1: Whitney, Lisa Barlow's in a room. I want them all to have been on TikTok talking about their, like,
0: cheating on gas, their husbands and apology. The yep. Yes. 100%. I'm done. If you're going to do Salt Lake City, I want, I want, fuck diversity. I'm sorry.
1: Yes. I want only white pioneer okay, women.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. You're not allowed to say I want only white. That's, see, this is where we get in trouble, Patrizia. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I'm God. sorry for, I'm sorry for saying the quiet bit out loud. Okay. <laughs> But Lisa Barlow, as suspicious as her tan is. I was
0: going to say, are we calling Lisa Barlow white? Maybe white passing, but I don't know.
1: Lisa Barlow will be the diversity, like, higher of the season. At
0: this point she is. Um, but we can't say that. <laughs> there are boundaries. You cross them. Just every time I think, like, you're you're doing it right, you just go full hell leather, okay? <laughs>
1: I get excited Moshi okay <laughs> if it's not after dark it's not just I complete. get
0: excited Patrizio you are really not oh bless I'm it, like
1: a it, dog I peed myself a little bit okay yeah
0: I could tell I could tell okay we need to move on now
1: well I mean there's no way that just as Salt Lake City like how can we move on there's no way to move on other than cancelling it even Moshi Heather Straight. She has been caught on Facebook commenting about, like, BLM and being, like, a little too, you know, Patrizio about it. Not, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> not Patrizio, the adjective.
1: So the one that the one that looks like Heather right, but with the black hair, not the blonde hair. Like there was comments posted two years ago at the height of like the Black Lives Matter riots and protests and all of that, right?
0: The same movement. It's all good.
1: Movement BLM. And it was like the comment was like someone was like. You can't Ryan and burn things down. Expect blah 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 blah. blah. And she was like, "Agreed." And it's like, Whoa. "Boom!" Like you can't be on the show now. Like we found the receipts. It was giving Jenny new win. Like I'm sorry. Like
0: look, but at the same time, we need to allow people to grow. We need to allow people to change. But people, in order, you know, have to acknowledge that they are racist, and then they have to do the work towards being anti-racist. And as your black friend, (laughs) it's not my job to educate you on this stuff, but you need to read some books,
1: okay? All all I'm saying, Moshi, is, like, if you enter January 6th, do we give you an opportunity to grow on one of these shows while you're making, like, a five-figure salary? Like, I'm not sure.
0: No, I think you're right. But, look, racism aside, um, the show is a flop. And I, you know what's the weirdest thing is uh, so many people really love Salt Lake City. And I think the reason why they love Salt Lake City is because of the pandemic. It was, you know, we were in lockdowns. It was, you know, respite during the lockdowns. But just know that you are better than that.
1: It's, it's <laughs> Stockholm a disease.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's Stockholm syndrome, 100%. All right. That's enough about Salt Lake City because it's taking us to places we don't need to go. I Let's have to talk- read a book. Yeah, <laughs> you do need to read several books. Let's talk about the real housewives of Miami. <laughs> it's cute, it's fun, right? Um I hate or it. as I like to refer to it, bros.
1: The real bros of the real bros of
0: Miami. Hey bro. Bro. Jesus Christ, the bro of it all. I'm done with the bro of it all. Now um, we are talking about uh, episode eleven of season five. By the time you listen to this podcast, episode twelve will also have been released, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, talk to me about about season eleven, uh, episode eleven.
1: <laughs> season eleven of my season Miami. eleven. I really struggled with this episode. It was a little too chaotic for me. And I mean, if you've been listening to any of this podcast up to this point, you can tell I am very chaotic. So um, <laughs> the fact that this episode was too chaotic, even for me, like there's a lot. I just, there was a lot going on and the women were screaming all over each other and none of it makes sense anymore. And I just was kind of like, I, I kind of need to forget this episode happened. But um, I do have some thoughts about about the people, the places, and the things. Shoot. First of all, so we're, like, still at Nicole and Anthony's engagement party, and Adriana is ready to discuss the divorce settlement um, with her boyfriend, Thierry. Um, he's a jerk.
0: Oh, he is horrible. But he's been, he's been encouraged to, to be that way by Adriana. That's that's the thing that I really just want to stress is that Adriana's a strong woman. If she she co-signed that behaviour, because she they just so desperately wanted to show Alexia how wrong she was. But you know what happens if you wrestle with a pig in mud? You put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't put lipstick on a pig. That's the saying. But do you know what happens if you wrestle with a pig in mud? No. You end up with mud too.
1: Who said that?
0: Me. Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god, Gandhi, probably. I thought that was like an <laughs> Alexia quote or something. Like I was like, where is this coming from?
0: I'm just saying, if you if you play in shit, you're gonna smell like shit too. And that's why it's like when you go low. Michelle Obama said you should go high Don't go lower. I
1: Yeah I just As as frustrating as Alexia Has been about this whole divorce thing I just think that this guy Like you don't look cute on the TVs like <laughs> I'm not a Fan and like no one is going to Be on their side and, and the fact That later on like Adriana is kind of like well You need to apologize to my boyfriend It's sort of like yeah, but he was an absolute joke and a pig and a misogynist to Alexia. So actually she doesn't need to apologise. You know what the
0: thing is, though? It's like in the moment, I, I suspect it's different, but the, I, I'm curious her watching it back whether or not Adriana will have a different perception because Adriana is pretty, like, good at seeing the actual picture of things, right? Like all of those words that you just articulated are words that Alexia isn't able to use. So um, she doesn't know those words, but um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what, how, how that's addressed in the reunion if it, if it comes up.
1: Um. But like, just to continue on this like theme of just Alexia being unhinged, um, I mean, the, I feel like you were already on that on this train last week, but I'm now on board as well. Um, the parallels between Alexia and Teresa, and just in the complete like, I don't know what, what's the word, Moshi, like just.
0: But it's it's like I just said, like you just described the the way that she was spoken to by that man, Thierry, was misogynist, it was horrible, like, but she can't, she just can't articulate herself, and she, you know, she just sees, she cannot see beyond herself, and like I said, it's like, you you know, you wrestle with a pig, you're gonna end up being like the pig, like, not that Alexa is a pig, but I just mean, like, People who try to reason with somebody who can't see reason from another perspective, you just end up looking like the idiot.
1: Alexia also just has that level of, like, unawareness.
0: <laughs> so unaware. Like, has no idea. She really, it's it's her world and we are all just living in it.
1: I'm... I'm okay
0: with it. Look, you know, anyone can say what they want to say is one of the best things I have ever heard because it's so not true, but at the same time it is true.
1: And it, this this behaviour of unawareness, it like it just it continues into like what was the main event of this episode, which was, Alex is hosting a lunch for all the ladies at her beautiful penthouse apartment um, with one of her friends who is a divorce lawyer in order to get some general legal advice, but in particular for Lisa to be able to get some, you know, free general, you know, Opinion I, think, I think
0: it's history. for her to get another perspective because I think one of the things that becomes blaringly obvious and I just want to touch on this bit and we'll go back to it is that Lisa isn't protected Lenny is running the show when it comes to this separation and this divorce and Lisa you know hasn't gotten a lawyer she's letting Lenny you know sort through everything because you see it in their discussion towards the end he's one of those people that wants to keep the courts and the the lawyers out of it. You know, he wants it to be his way. Um, there's a bit of gaslighting that I think happens there because he knows the courts favour the women every, you know, majority of the time. Um, and he wants to have as much, he wants to keep as much power as possible. And I think what I love most about this luncheon is that the majority of these women are divorced and have been in a similar situation. So I do think it's coming from a good place with some subtle shade.
1: We didn't talk about it earlier in Salt Lake City, but um, it does get revealed through that reunion that Angie Harrington gave money to Jen Shah for her legal proceedings. Do you think any of the Miami women would, like, assist Lisa in procuring attorneys for her divorce
0: Marisol Marisol is a connector Marisol fucking knows everyone I think if Lisa and I think um Larsa would as well I think if Lisa asked the women for a a proper divorce attorney I think Larsa and Marisol would 100% give her people I think even um I think they all would really but I just know that I would probably go with whoever Marisol chooses or something
1: Interesting. I feel like um potentially like Nicole as well. Yeah, Nicole
0: would. I forgot her name.
1: <laughs> the way she's sitting next to Andy and you are on this podcast like, I don't even know who she is.
0: Literally, her name just escaped me.
1: An aside. I find it interesting that like at the engagement party she kept being Nikki like she's not Nikki on the show you know and that really confused me for a lot of the a lot of the engagement party.
0: Well, Patrizio, that speaks to who she wants us to think who she is and who she actually is. We should be getting Nikki, but if we're getting Nicole, mm, we're not getting who she really is. Mm-hmm. As to I mean I would say it in Spanish, you haven't watched this week's episode yet, but Marisol says it really well, the mask is coming off
1: oh my god did she she say
0: it in spanish or she says it in like cubana as we also learn. it's not it's not spanish it's cubana like cubanese (sighs) not cubanese (laughs) (laughs) you can watch the episode and you'll understand
1: i often go to the restaurants and ask for a cubanese sandwich (laughs)
0: Is the language it's not the it's not the people the people in cuban <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Cuban people speak Cubanese they're cuban like
0: Mm-mm. I'm not talking about like it's it's the the Cuban immigrants like the second like the second third generation kids which is what like Nicole is is what um uh, Marisol is like they are Miami. They, they talk. You haven't watched this week's episode yet. When you watch it, they actually talk about the fact that they speak a, like it's like slang. They speak a completely different version. Like if they were to go back to Cuba, that's not how people are speaking Spanish.
1: Oh, uh, it's like, okay. So, yeah, I mean, we have the same it's thing. More
0: collo- it's just more colloquial. So that, yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's what Cubanese is. It's the more colloquial Miami Spanish.
1: Sorry for being so behind in these weeks. Guys, um,
0: everybody is rolling their eyes at you. They're listening to this and rolling their eyes.
1: Um. So back to this divorce. Luncheon. luncheon. Which turns to absolute fucking shit.
0: Absolute chaos.
1: The only moment of levity that I have in this entire lunch Oops. is when, um, Marisol starts talking about her, her friend, Sally. (laughs) (laughs) And then they like cut to Lisa and then blurred her face. (laughs)
0: Face. (laughs) And they call her her Sally.
1: I mean, if Sally is not in any more episodes, I will be highly disappointed. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's my favorite part so far.
0: No, that I will say that I love that as well. Cause when you're like the only moment of levity, I was like, there was levity. But no, that, that moment is brilliant. I did also kind of like Nicole, I remembered her name, like getting her wallet and flinging the black card at uh, the lawyer. I'm paying for the session.
1: So my only issue with this is when in the like confessionals, Nicole's like, were they mad because like I I'm like, you know, trying to take over the conversation, or are they just mad because I've got like a black amex? I'm like, no one is commenting on the color of your amex lady.
0: Like yeah, but I love that delusion. This is this is why this is where I think Nicole loses people. Like she, and you know, you will watch this next episode and there's an extra layer of that. So, you know. Oh my
1: God. It's definitely, and I think this is the thing, like Alexia sees the delusion Bro-Alexia. and she's not having it.
0: Yes. bro Alexia not having it. She's, she's like, bro, you know, like she's not having it.
1: Cause she's raised two boys that so she calls everyone bro. Um,
0: Never said it's Marisol. Like they just call each other bro. It's so, it's hilarious.
1: Um and then well, do we think that like there is an actual rumor about Nicole? Like, what is it? Like, because i do not But We see it band. on the couch.
0: It's 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 not the rumor. Well, actually, no. When Larsa is with her friend at her home, Larsa says what it is, which is that Marisol had told her that Nicole had hooked up with, like, another resident when she was a resident. Like, that's all it was. But Larsa said it, like, if you go for me, I will, like, go, I will be extra. I will say something that goes at the jugular. So Larsa has taken that little thing and made it bigger than what it is because she can. And this is this is the main issue that Nicole is constantly going to come up against None of these women are ever going to take accountability. None of them are ever going to apologise and she needs to stop asking for that from them and instead play the same game. This is, Housewives is not about um, high roads. Like it's not about, so. like did she learn nothing from Jackie Goldschneider? Like the people who are smart and try to use their intellect to win arguments in Housewives will always lose (laughs) that's that is one of the cardinals three things if we're talking about the cardinal um rules of being a housewife like nobody gives a shit if you're smart like your intellect does not come into play on these shows your street smarts on the other hand that's a different uh that's a different story
1: Having said that, though, I just had a thought. What about a Real Housewives franchise that's, like, full of, like...
0: Academics? Like,
1: genius women. Like, I'm talking, like... like. So
0: here's the thing, Patricio. I'm not saying that none of these women aren't geniuses just because they're not, like, academic. I think these women are incredibly smart. But showing off your intellect and, like, Wendy... And her 700 degrees. Where has it got her? Nowhere. Do you get what I'm saying? But
1: but this is what I'm saying. We need like a cast of like Nicole, Wendy, Wendy, Jackie. Yes. Maybe it's an ultimate girls trip and they send them to the library for a week. I don't know. Like.
0: It will be so boring. They will just be sitting there. Trust me. You need to have the cuckoos on the show.
1: But that's the thing, that they're so, like, intelligent that they've, like, got no social skills, and that's the gag of what you're watching.
0: A hundred percent. And I think, like, it will not it, – it would, it, nobody would watch it, Patricia. It would be really bad. But um, It's like The Real Housewives
1: of Harvard or something, you know. Oh, God. Oof. No there's, there's a market for everything, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> no, there is. Like, I'd be down to watch The Real Housewives of Harvard. Um, but, yeah, like <laughs> – once again this is people who like she she hasn't studied properly if you're going to study you should at least know the cardinal functions
1: Ooh. so she's a smart lady and she didn't even do her homework that's why honey um, on on Sally we see her at home with Lenny um, and the cameras are doing are uh, doing Sally's like work for her by like hiding around the corner to get everything that Lenny is saying on camera to be used in a court of law. I <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. They're trying to catch Lenny out of it all.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that this is the thing that kind of like annoyed me the most. It was sort of like, I can tell that Lisa's like, I know that I'm mic'd. I know the cameras are here. We're going to get him now. Right. And I think like he is like, unfortunately talking about smart, like he's, he's so close to just being the real Lenny. And then he realizes that the cameras are there and he goes back to being like a little bit too sensible. Like I want to, I want them to catch him.
0: I think that his sensibleness is actually what caught him out. I think we see this a little bit differently. So before I think what it shows is it shows how controlling he is. Okay. So He says things like, so she's trying to get him, catch him out. She says stuff like, you know, I'm the mother of your children. Like, why do you want to kick me out of the house? And then he says like something along the lines of he's trying to do the right thing by helping her move on because he knows that if he doesn't kick it, like if he doesn't help her find another place to live, she's never going to leave. And then he says, you know, we don't want it to you don't want it to get met, like not messy, but he's like, you know, you don't want me to have to get like the courts involved and things like that. And I think I think that she should be getting the courts involved. And and I think that he is feeding her things to try and control every single thing that's happening, which I know for some people might listen to that and be like, it sounds really nice. Like he's offering her so much more like he's offering, like he says, I'm going to offer you more than what you're entitled to. And I'm like, I don't think that that is true. I think that him saying that is a tactic that men in powerful positions or men who are the breadwinners use as a way to fully control Um, divorces and separations because they actually know that should it go through the courts and go through the proper way, yes, it'll be long, yes, it'll be messy, but they will actually come out of it worse. So I actually think what we saw is the real Lenny, someone who is controlling, someone who is manipulative and someone who is conniving. And to me, I, I thought it was very damning the way he spoke to her. Sorry, that's just my perception.
1: I mean, look, I think we've said it now, like Lisa is in the losing position because I think one, she's not going to get the right assistance without a shit ton of money um, behind her. And I think she's also still like, incredibly vulnerable like she's still in love with this man I think she's still blindsided by it all I think she still wants this magical like fairy tale family situation um
0: do you actually think that she is like this desperately like in love person I think she's in love with a concept
1: yeah totally for sure but I think like you know I I think she probably loves him because he is a father of their children,
0: no, I think she's she she talks about how, like like she it's true. She has no other family. and I think I think that I think this divorce could have been really different if Lenny hadn't immediately gone and hooked up with like another woman. Like I think that's the bit that really stings. and that's why she's like really, you know, you've spoken about this as well, that they were meant to have a much more amicable separation, right? Um, And I think that's the bit that really stings for her is that she, like, and I think this is fair, she doesn't want somebody else living her fantasy, and I think that that's fair. Um, But I do think that it's in her best interest to get this shit resolved because look at the damage it's doing to their children. You know, her kids are acting out because they don't know any other way to behave. They're going through so much pain themselves.
1: But I think at the same time, like I don't think Lenny is super invested in the children. Um, at least that's being how it's been portrayed to us, right? And I think she does want to try and secure something so the kids do have like a good, happy life beyond the divorce. Um And... Uh, perhaps she's not she doesn't have the foresight right now in this moment that we see her to be realizing that perhaps it's a better situation to kind of do what Lenny's saying and kind of like get this shit sorted sooner rather than later because it is impacting on her children.
0: I 100% guarantee you that Lenny is probably a great father um like
1: do you think so? I don't think so.
0: No, I I think I think he is absent because I do think like he works a lot. Um, and and definitely he obviously goes out and parties, but I think like all parents are entitled to that kind of lifestyle. Um, I think like Lisa was having that sort of lifestyle before as well, because they would have the nanny who'd look after the kids and they would both, you know, party together or whatever. Um I think, I mean, I just always think back to last season when, you know, she was hardly on the screen, but when she was like just that going out to lunch with her kids and it really looked like she'd never gone out to lunch with her kids before. Do you know what I mean? I I think that there's, uh, I think that They had a style of parenting that suited their life the way it was beforehand. And now that things have changed, I mean, she obviously, I think, is spending more time with her children now than she was before. Um, But I think that Lenny just doesn't want to be on camera as well. And I think that's why we're never going to see him with his kids.
1: I don't think he ever wanted children. I think he only had children because Lisa wanted children.
0: But Lisa's the one that didn't want kids. He's the one that wanted kids.
1: Well, I thought she wanted the family. I thought she wanted, she was like so desperate to give him a child though.
0: No, in the end she was because they had split up. Like they had children to try and repair what their relationship was. But the whole thing when they were first on the show was that he wanted her to have kids and be the family and and she was like, no. Well,
1: the second part of my sentence was going to be, and I think Marina wanted them to have children. And I think he was doing it to satisfy his mother as well.
0: Oh, look. I suspect that they both didn't want children. Like, I, Lisa, like, I mean, now that she has them, she loves them, obviously, but Lisa was, like, really adamant about just, like, she wanted to live her best life.
1: It's just it's all an awful situation. It's a
0: horrible situation, but I do think that we're not getting the full... I mean, we're never going to get the full story. Um, I think that, obviously, Lenny is a villain. I think I... To me, the things that show that he's manipulative is the way that he speaks to Lisa, and I think that that was caught in this episode.
1: (sighs) Moshi, I need to watch the next episode. That's what I mean. Oh my god,
0: you really do, and then we can talk about it next week.
1: Well, Moshi, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of this podcast, which is truly the home of the H
0: and H and on so much H and theories.
1: Um, Look, if you've made it to the end of this episode, if you came <laughs> back after last episode, like, thank you. Um, you can follow, you can rate, you can review, you can tell a friend about it. You can follow us on at From the Lower Level Pod on the Instagrams. We're running the polls. We are seeing the opinions come through. We are posting the curated contents. And then we come back next and we do it all again and thank god we never have to talk about Salt Lake City ever again
0: ever again, the way we we hope, let's knock on wood, that's what I'm going to pray for tonight
1: Moshi, as always bye baby gorgeous (laughs) bye